Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast, podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I am Michael Dwojek here with the record North Shore founding member Joe Coughlin. Um, we got uh, some sports in as the weather is kind of cleared up here after a um, not a great week last week, but um, a pretty good start to uh, this uh, week here. I know we have a recording this on Wednesday when there are uh, big storms expected in the area. So that's uh, not a great day, but it seems like the weather should taper off a little bit. Um, maybe some cold temperatures, but should be dry, which is what we really want to see mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the spring season. But before we jump into uh, this week's episode of the podcast, just a quick reminder that you can subscribe anywhere that podcasts are available. Make sure you uh, give us a nice little like, a nice little review as well, and uh, spread the word while you're at those sporting events. We always appreciate everybody's uh, constructive uh, insight. But for this week's episode, we are going to do our usual four-quarter format. In the first quarter, we get you all caught up on the latest when it comes to uh, the new Trier um, boys lacrosse uh, situation, as well as a couple of games between two rivals, between new Trier and Loyola when it comes to lacrosse. So we'll hear about that. Um, in the second quarter, we are joined by uh, new Trier, uh, softball coach Rose Waisaki. In the third quarter, we play way or no way. And in the fourth quarter, we get you all caught up on uh, everything that's going on, some of our uh, bigger headlines of the spring uh, season in the past week. So why don't we get things started here in the first quarter, where um, before we get into some game action for both uh, boys and girls across the Loyola and the Nutrier. Um, Joe, I know you're at a Nutrier's uh, boys game um last week uh in their uh, opening uh game um last thursday um i know that there is a a bit of a gap without a longtime head coach tom harala um there and as well as uh, some players um as well so um why don't we get something started just what is the latest that we know about the situation is there if there is anything uh, um new with uh compared to what we talked about last week yeah, sure. I mean, uh, you, like you said, I checked out their first game of the season because of the delayed start related to the investigation by the school, um, which canceled their out-of-town out trip over spring break. And um, so I guess, you know, the school's not talking. Um, you know, they sent out that communication, that email communication to families um, about uh, that their the investigation is ongoing into the hazing incident in early March. Um, uh, you can read all about all of that on our website. Um, but, uh, you know, they didn't release any specifics, uh, in terms of punishment, whether to the student athletes or to the coach of the programs. So, um, just some things that we can, um, not infer, but, but deduce from things we've seen. So, uh, at that game, coach Harala, the, the longtime coach who has been there for, 25 years head coach for the last 13 uh, was not the head coach in their opener. And I was told he was not the head coach yesterday at uh, Loyola either. It is unclear his status with the program right now. Um, Officials would not, school officials would not comment if he was the coach, if the lacrosse team has a coach. Uh, They said it was a personnel matter, which they do not comment on um, kind of as a precedent. So um, we don't know. That's that's the point of it. And, I know, you know, and um, he's obviously got a decorated history in terms of performance. Um, 
uh, I guess in, in success with the program, he's got seven state championships, 200 plus victories in his 13 years as head coach, or I guess 12 up until this year. Um, so he did not return any calls either. Um, coach Rala also coaches a youth program. We have a, a professional relationship and have spoken with him many times, but um, he did not return calls. So I think it's, um, you can deduce that he was disciplined in some way, but we do not know the nature of that or the extent of that, the scope of it, anything like that. Will, will he be back? Will he not? We do not know. We're kind of in wait and see mode. As far as student athletes, um, what we do know is a number of them sat are sitting out currently. They sat out um, uh, when I went on, I believe it was Wednesday last week, and also this most recent game. Um, there were a number of players missing. So um, I think it, it, consistent with the code of conduct that the school pointed us to, uh, it results, uh, breaches of that code of conduct result usually with um, suspension from the activity. And that's, I believe, what we're seeing. Again, nothing definitive from the school. And that's all deduction from what we're seeing on the field. So um, they lost that opener to York 10-2. They lost to Loyola last night as well. We'll get into that. But that's kind of the latest. What we, we really just don't know specifics of anything, but it does look like, um, one, it was confirmed that the investigation is ongoing. It is not over um, as officials continue to look into that incident and um, anything related to it. And um, the nature of any suspensions or any other discipline is unknown. But that's, that's where we are with the internal investigation from the school into that hazing incident. So I, I know, um, obviously they're not giving you much information just based on personnel decision, but based on what you're able to see, who was kind of leading the team um, while they were playing and just from what you're able to see, obviously you don't want to draw any conclusions or anything like that, but just what did it kind of seem like um, among the team when they were playing? Oh, that's a tough one to answer because I'm really not too interested in, 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 you know, giving clues as to who exactly is suspended and who is not. I feel like um, these are, there's no criminal charges pending. You know, a lot of these guys are, are minors still. Um, and um, I just know there are a number of uh, student athletes in street clothes. And it, it, you know, I think we know that they are on the varsity lacrosse team. So a lot of the starters, at least the game I went to were, um, underclassmen, uh, freshmen through, for, through juniors. So that, that's all in kind of the extent I'm, um, um, interested in talking about. So let's get to the games, um, on, uh, Tuesday, obviously Nutrier and Loyola playing against each other. Um, obviously one of the biggest rivalries between for both schools, but especially for the lacrosse programs as, um, both schools are perennially, you know, state champions and that kind of stuff and playing against each other for state titles, at least before uh, the IHSA adopted the sport and then made them play against uh, each other in sectional finals instead of state finals. But um, on Tuesday, we saw two good games, Nutrier, um, the two teams uh, for the girls game were tied at nine um, with about eight minutes left and um, Nutrier uh, finished off the game by winning 11 to 10 um, Loyola Academy boys. Um, defeated Nutrier 14 to six. Um, Joe, why don't we start with that girls game? I mean, just kind of what we expect. I mean, it's what you expect when these two teams play against each other um, when they're at full strength, just two very talented, strong teams playing against each other. Um, and you saw that again, where um, it was just a one goal difference where Nutrier um, took advantage and uh, was able to win the game. Yeah, a uh, fun one. Um, I believe Loyola was up, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, around like 
was it six to two or seven to four? It might have been seven to four at halftime. Yeah, it was seven to four at halftime. And then I think it was 10 to seven. Um, so I think um, in, in favor of Nutria, I think Nutria scored about six unanswered to take the lead to start the second half. So uh, exciting lacrosse. We obviously know it is high level lacrosse, especially at the, at the preps level. Um, so I do know Loyal, I believe, just got back from their trip to the East Coast playing against some of the biggest teams and programs in the country. Um, so they kind of battle tested, um, but uh, it looks like these two are in for it again and going to going to clash and see who's who's the best in the state. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. We talked about this last week, just about how much you can take from a game like this. And um, I, th- I think it's kind of the same thing where, um, yeah, Nutria was able to win 11 and nothing kind of coming back there um, toward the end. But I think uh, um, this game is something that both teams really look forward to, really hype themselves up, but also kind of learn a lot about themselves where um, they might learn a couple things where, all right, we didn't do this right defensively, or we maybe were too aggressive on the attack and that led to something else. But um, I do feel like these games are very beneficial for both teams because um, you know that they're going to do well against all the other teams for the rest of the season. They're probably going to win their respective conferences. They're probably going to win, uh, you know, their first playoff matches and all that kind of stuff. So I think that they really just take these matches where um, obviously they know every game is important, but um, they learn from these games because they know that, it's most likely that these two teams will be playing each other again for a sectional title and ultimately a state championship. Yeah, no, you're right in that. And you get to, you know, it's the regular season. So if you're confident in your abilities, of whatever your sectional seat is, you're going to be successful or at least put yourself in a place to be successful, um, which I think both teams are confident. And you can tinker a little bit. And I think you're learning not only um, certain things about, on the field, but how your team's going to react in high pressure situations, a rivalry match, uh, high level talent um, on both sides of the, of the field. Uh, you get to see how, how your team reacts, how your individuals react. And I think that's invaluable for going down the stretch. For the boys game, um, not as close as a game 14 to six at the half, actually both teams were tied at four. So it was a really good game for the first half. So um, Nutria just went out. I mean, Loyola just went out of tear in the third quarter running out to a 12 um, or a, I should say an 8-0 run to take a 12-4 lead um, in the third quarter and then uh, um, just kind of dominated after that game. I know uh, um, obviously we weren't there, but just uh, um, just to be able to go on the tear and make those adjustments at the half has to really bode well for uh, the Ramblers. Yeah, I think the Ramblers are, are, are you know, they are who they are and, and they haven't taken any sort of uh, steps back or anything. You know, Nutrier uh to be tied at half when they're shorthanded like that pretty impressive stuff but I think that obviously played a huge factor being uh without um a group of players and you know for depth for talent for everything you're not you to to play against Loyola um any you know major team you're going to want to have everybody at your disposal um and they didn't so um I think that probably played a big role here definitely well Obviously, we'll see how these two, uh, how these uh, four teams do, but I'm sure that uh, we'll be talking about them more, um, especially once the playoffs start as they uh, just continue to uh, take care of business and uh, um, just continue to win. But make sure you're following the record NorthShore.org if there are any updates to uh, the Nutria Boys lacrosse uh, situation. Obviously, Joe will be on top of it and um, get you guys the news that you guys need to know. But why don't we move on over now to the second quarter? 
where we are joined by New Jersey softball coach Rose Waisaki. Um, Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with her the other day. What are the folks at home going to hear? Yeah, just going to hear, um, you know, it was after a victory against Deerfield, so we're going to have to see how she was, uh, you know, what what the Trevians' approach was. They put up 12 runs. Uh, coach seemed proud of their their approach at the plate. We're also going to see just what kind of team they're putting out there this year and what their goals are in terms of, you know, continuing the rebuild. All right, let's take a listen. Well, how's it been going so far? Um, you know, we've been working really hard. We're we're still working through some kinks, but I think today we they did a great job making some adjustments that we've been working on at practice for the last few days. I'm really proud of just their approach at the bat particularly. We've been talking a lot about that and they took what we have been lear- talking about in practice and just ran with it today and did a really great job. What are some of those things? Just talking about awareness of the count. Um, you know, when we should be swinging, when we should be looking for our favorite pitches, um, when we should be taking all the way. Um, so that's kind of what we've been working on, and they did a really good job working into the count today, not just getting up there and kind of swinging away at whatever they saw. Okay. And I remember when I caught up with you last year, it was kind of a lot of youth mm-hmm. rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Now a year further, what's the big step here that you guys want to take? Um, well, we definitely, you know, we're just looking to continue on building what we what we did in the last, last year, really. Um, we have some new talent, and we have some returning talent. Um, so overall, we just we have a really nice group of kids. I'm excited, and we're just want to keep growing and keep getting better. That's kind of our motto this year. We're talking about a lot about like what is the legacy that we want to leave with this program. And so these kids are kind of thinking about what do you want to do with the time that you have left here. Um, and they've taken that idea and kind of ran with it. Any specific ideas to that yet? Are they still developing it? Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's kind of our, our thing. So we're working on what new traditions can we bring in, um, you know, even like little things like how, what cheers can we do in the dugout, what can we do to get ourselves pumped up before a game, and what sort of just like work ethic can we have that we can leave for future generations. So what's it, you know, what's going to define success for you at, at the end of the year? You're happy with what you put out, your girls are happy. <laughs> well, um, I think, you know, the biggest thing that we're looking for is just growth. We want to end the season and be able to look back and say we got a lot better physically, we got a lot better mentally, we're stronger as just humans. And so we're doing a lot of reflecting this year throughout the season of like how can we continue growing. We're yeah. talking about the, that idea of like a growth mindset, um, never being satisfied with what we're doing, always understanding that we can get better and, and that we will get better. So I think that's the biggest thing is just it's, it's not as much tangible, it's more can we look back on this season and see that we've grown as, as people. What about the tangible stuff? Where, where are you at in the season? How many games? This is our sixth game, I think. And yet, what's the record? So uh, let's far? see, we... It's uh, a good question. We've <laughs> won two, we've lost two, and we tied one. That doesn't equal six, though, does it? <laughs> <laughs> one short. So close, though. Like maybe we've won two, we've lost three and tied one. I think that might be what it okay. is. Okay. I, I think I can check it out. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay. And um, who are some some players you're, you know, leaders on this team or you're looking for growth? Either one. Yeah, you I want know. to shout out? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know that we can pinpoint one one player. We've got both of our pitchers returning from last year, so Annie Yider and Amelia Orta. Who pitched um, today? That was Annie. Okay. Um, we've got, a, you know, new talent. 
Courtney Schumacher at shortstop, um, playing for right now there. Uh, she's, she's actually a senior, but it's her first year playing with us. She's a hockey player. Hockey player. She played baseball her freshman year, too. Okay. Um, and concentrated on hockey and, and decided this year she wanted to come out. Uh, get, yeah, we've got a, I mean, we've got a bunch of new kids that were, and old kids that are just working together. And on the field, what's kind of the hallmark of this team? You know, hitting, defense, speed, anything particular? We're working on all working of it. it all. We're working on all of it. So ask me at the end of the season yeah. and I can tell you what, <laughs> what that is. But, um, yeah, no, we're, I think we're just keeping on working on fundamentals is really what we're, we're refocusing on, you know, every practice. It's just well, how can we get our fundamentals stronger and keep trusting ourselves. Thanks so much, Coach, for joining us. And thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's jump on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of Way or No Way. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue about uh, whether those can happen, way or no way they cannot happen. Um, so, Joe, we're going to start off with uh, boys lacrosse with the first way or no way. Obviously, going to preempt this by saying that um, we don't know all the situations and um, all the circumstances as we've talked about in the first quarter. But way or no way, Joe, you think that this new chair boys lacrosse team can respond um, this season just amid all the adversity that they've faced so far? I mean, way. I think they can. Um, certainly they're going to have the talent to do so. It's really, I mean, this is, this is serious and emotional and sensitive. There's a lot of components to this, you know, from, from suspensions to other discipline to, you know, coaching. What's the word? Uh, instability, you know, cause we don't know what it is. Um, so I'll say that word. Um, at some point, you got to think they're going to be whole or close to whole. Uh, what's, you know, what are they, where are they at in their development as people at that point, as well as the talent on the field? Because, you know, maybe some of those people who are out needed some more field time. How long will it take to get them together? They got to gel together and become a formidable um, unit. Um, but I think they can. I think just, you know, the nature of that program, it's, it's strong in its, um, in, it's rich in its talent. Um, and it's got a pedigree of success. So I think it has it in them. It's just, this is, this is something that's, that's in the program. I mean, this, this happened within the program. They're going to have to figure out how to come out of it, uh, better people. Um, and can they do that? Um, I'm sure they have, they have all the opportunities in front of them. They just have to take advantage of. Yeah, I'll agree with you way. I think so. I mean, I think you saw it a little bit in their game against Loyola being able to hold on four to four. Um, in the first half. But yeah, I do think that um, this is a good learning moment. Every, I echo everything that you said um, in your response. And I think it's a good learning moment, not just for, you know, how to be a better uh, cross player, how to win games, all that kind of stuff, but also just how to, um, you know, how to learn and how to become a better person, how to learn from these experiences and apply them in life and um, that kind of stuff. So um, definitely think that um, everyone within the program can grow a little bit and um, you know, just uh, learn from these moments and uh, uh, move on and uh, apply it into their lives. But let's move on over to uh, softball. You heard from Coach uh, Waisaki in the second quarter. Way or no way, Joey, that you think that this new cheer softball team can make some noise in the postseason this year? Mm. I don't think they're there yet. So it depends on your definition of noise. If we're talking competing for a sectional championship, 
I would have to say no way. I just don't think they're at that level yet. You know, they haven't won a regional in six years. Um, so I think that's step one. Um, can they do that? I, you know, they, they end up pulling a five or, you know, even a five through eight seed. I think it's a possibility depending on their development through the year. I think the seniors they have that join the team, Courtney Schumacher and Bryn Levinson are athletic, uh, talented individuals and they can contribute by the end of the year. They just got to learn to play varsity softball, um, after they haven't yet. So I think they might get there and could they pull off something? I think they have the composition to do so. So, um, it is a possibility, but they do have a long way to go. It's just, I mean, they're rebuilding. Yeah. I think I'll go, uh, no way with you here. I think, uh, they're learning the game and kind of learning under a new head coach, just in her second official or second year, actually, um, coaching. So I think, uh, um, it'll take a little time, but I do think that new church can get back to the levels, um, that it was at, uh, before this, uh, little rough stretch in the last few years. Uh, stick with softball, Joe. Where no way you're concerned about Loyola's 0-4 start to the season? Yes, but I kind of knew – yeah, I mean, a concern in terms of, you know, will they or won't they, you know, do damage this year, um, do damage in the conference, what you know, what have you. Um, so, yes, way, but it's not something I, I didn't see coming. I, we knew this would be a young unit, and we knew it would be led by, um, you know, senior star Mackenzie Berry, but – you know, other than that, I feel like they got, she's got a lot of youth around her. Um, they lost their other stud Morgan Van Horn to a, uh, to surgery. Um, so yeah, it's going to be tough for them this year. I feel like they're going to take their lumps, um, and, uh, they just got to learn and grow. So, um, I guess way concern would be accurate. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I think definitely way, I think, uh, just with the injury concerns we've talked about, um, in past episodes and also just what, the start as in the kind of stuff you're concerned. I don't know um, if we expected them to make much noise this year, just knowing the circumstances they were under this season, but um, a known for start, uh, obviously a lot of painful learning lessons, but maybe they can regroup and um, learn from it. But yeah, definitely early on in the year, um, concerned uh, with that 0-4 start. Um, let's move on over now to girls soccer. We'll start off with Loyola. Um, we are no way, Joe, that uh, this Loyola girls uh, soccer team can win its conference outright? I think way. Yeah, I think they got a good path to that. I think this is a very good unit. I think they've already played some tough games to kind of get that, uh, uh, you know, I always use the term battle tested, to, but to get that, um, prove their mettle um, and, and kind of, you know, see that high level competition that they'll see throughout um, and different points in the season. So, yeah, I think way. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I think way they're already starting the conference off with a 3-0 and record. So um, off to a really good start so far. So I think uh, we've seen Loyola, what they're able to do, one of the better teams in the program, obviously. Um, we'll talk about Nutria in the next question, but a um, lot of talent. And I think that they're probably the class of the, of the conference. So probably definitely the best team in the conference when it comes to uh, state rankings and that kind of stuff. So uh, way I think they definitely can win their conference outright. And we're going to finish things off here with um, Nutria Girls Soccer. Um, we talked before the podcast just how Nutria lost 4-1 uh, to one to Deerfield and 1-0 to Stevenson um, on Monday. So way or no way, Joe, that these are good losses for Nutria Girls Soccer. Doing the good loss thing. I, I think just 
the term good loss just makes me cringe a little just bit. <laughs> it means a little bit something different to everybody and it depends on where you are for nutrier um good losses uh is rare any loss is rare so but I, I do know that they are also kind of trying to build back up after losing a ton of seniors, a lot of talent on the roster, just trying to put the, the pieces together in the right places. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know about a four, one loss being good. Maybe it's good because it'll kind of, you know, be a shock to your system. When's the last time a new trio team lost four to one. I think you'd have to go pretty far back in the record books and to a local opponent. My goodness. Um, what a statement by Deerfield, by the way, um, to do that, I know they got a very talented team, but um, you know, the, the down nutrient like that's pretty impressive. And 1 0 Stevenson, um, always a quality program there. So it's just going to be such a rough go in the conference. Everybody's so good. They already tied Maine South. They got Evanston to go. Uh, Glenbrook North is a is a beast this year. Um, so it's going to be really good. And I don't, so I don't know. I, I will say no way for this being good losses. Yeah, I, I think they might be good lessons, but I don't know if they're good. I think you needed to win or tie at least at Stevenson game. Um, losing this Deerfield 4-1, to I'm sure Deerfield is very talented, but I don't know if that's a, um, a good look as well. I mean, you have Glenbrook South coming up on uh, next Tuesday, and you got GBN coming up. They have a non-conference matchup with Naperville North, which is always a tough test as well. So, I mean, the schedule doesn't do any them any favors. They're going to be ready to uh, – compete in the postseason, I guess. I mean, they'll see all these different teams, but um, I don't know if it's a good law. I, I think you could potentially get into the, good, into the good loss category at the beginning of the season when you're still trying to figure things out. And I know we're early on in the year, but I mean, we're probably a third of the, a, a third of the way done, if not close to being halfway done with the season. So um, I, I, I think we're kind of getting apart from the whole good loss, you know, learning lesson games where, you need to start showing that you can compete in those type of games and you can start winning those type of games as opposed to, you know, just being happy, paying yourself on the back. And I'm not saying that Nutria is doing that, but I just think that um, we're kind of getting into the point where you need to start showing and winning those types of games um, and uh, instead of moving on from them. But it should be an interesting uh, stretch here as we uh, move forward here in the spring seasons. And uh, that's everything that we've got for this week's episode of Way or No Way. Let's jump on over now to the fourth quarter where we'll just hit on some uh, some storylines that we thought would be interesting to uh, talk about. Joe, I know you uh, got a chance to uh, see some baseball happening in the area. Um, why don't we start off with Loyola Baseball, who just seems to be big fans of the long ball now, just hitting home runs. Mm -hmm. and win. Um, just uh, what have you seen from this Loyola team that um, seems to just be continuing its hot start to the season? Yeah, this team's fun, man. Uh, they can just straight up pound the baseball. Um, I think yesterday, today's a Wednesday, so on Tuesday, they uh, they beat Providence 18-8, but the game was tied at 8-8, eight to eight, and they put up a 10 spot, I believe, in the sixth inning uh, to run rule uh, the Celtics um, in New Lenox. So on the road, the Ramblers were. So uh, this team can straight up smack the baseball. So pretty cool stuff. Um, it's a good team. They, they hit four home runs against, um, uh, Mount Carmel, but they lost that game. So as we know, every game in the Catholic league is going to be a slog. Um, you're going to win ugly. You're going to lose ugly. You're going to win nice, you know, and lose nice. It's just going to, it's going to be tough. Um, but, uh, so they hit four homers and lost, um, against Mount Carmel. Um, you know, they got brother rice. They got, 
uh, St. Lawrence. So it's going to be good, but I like this team. I like what they can do in the postseason, um, just because I think they can mash against any, any type of pitcher um, up and down the lineup. Um, they get good at bats and I think their pitching is going to develop. I think their, their offense is going to kind of score the runs for them to kind of get them comfortable. And hopefully they can develop that pitching even further for a postseason run. What, I mean, do you feel like this team has what it takes? Is it just something that, you know, baseball, especially in the 162 game season, maybe in the pros is a little bit different than high school baseball, but do you feel like this team has what it takes to kind of continue this run into the postseason? And um, I obviously put playoff baseball is a little bit different with, you know, just you pace a good pitcher and you can have a good season end quickly and that kind of stuff. But do you feel like this team has what it takes to make a deep run? Yes, I do. I, I think they can do that. I, you know, I, I don't think they're, they're going to contend in the Catholic league. I mean, just with, with Carmel and brother ice, I don't know what you're going to do. Those teams are elite and there's others too that I'm uh, forgetting. Around. I mean, Rita St. Lawrence. So I just don't think they will, but you know, they're going to get because whatever seed they get in the sectional and not have to play those teams until later. So that battle testing this, I think they're going to, they're going to do some damage against these local teams in the postseason, or at least they can, like we talked about they, this, this area is also good, not just the Catholic league's good, but also this area with uh Nutrier, Evanston's very good. The Glenbrooks are good. Um, so it's going to be tough, but they have what it takes, I think, um, to, to, to compete for a sectional. Moving on to Nutrier. I mean, they dropped to two and seven um, after their loss to um, Notre Dame, eight to six loss on Monday. I know you got a chance to catch up with the team after their, they had lost, but what, what have you seen about Nutrier and what's kind of the reaction to their two and seven start? I think they're pretty uh, surprised and obviously disappointed um, because a lot of returners on that team, a lot of talent, a lot ton of guys going to play college ball. Um, a couple of juniors going to play high level college ball and they're just not getting it done. And they know that I'm not saying anything um, that they're not aware of. Um, so they just need to turn it around. And, and, you know, when I talked to coach Napoleon after that loss to Notre Dame, um, he said they need to do it in all three phases. They need to, you know, pitch, hit, and field better. You know, they had three errors against Notre Dame. He said in one game on the road, they, they did a spring break road trip to Nashville. They had eight errors. Um, well, that's not going to win you any ball games. Um, they also left 11 men on base in uh, the uh, in the game against um, the loss to Notre Dame. So they put guys out there. You know, they hit the ball decently well. They just didn't knock enough in. Um, and then they gave up some runs to uh, a good Notre Dame team. Um, and there's going to be those, you're going to have a ton of tough opponents or at least quality opponents, um, in this area and the schedule and, um, uh, is going to put them on the schedule. So you're going to have to turn it around. I think they have, they have the composition, they have the makeup on this roster to be a sectional contender, if not a state contender, that's really how good they are, but they got to put the pieces together. And I think they will. I think we'll be talking at another podcast about, Hey, Hey, you know, look at the Trevs. Um, on, you know, just ripped off seven of eight or something like that um, and, and looking pretty good once they put those pieces together. But already seven losses in the tank, so got to start doing it now. What has you so confident that New Jersey will be able to put it together? I mean, just that lineup. Um, it's really good and it's really experienced. Um, you know, uh, Brendan Stressler is going to St. Lou. Graham Maestros is going to St. Lou. Uh, Alex Mendez and Luis Florida are both going to DePauw. 
Uh, AJ Steinbeck was a starter last year. Um, they've got a couple other guys who can swing who are younger. Uh, you got a sophomore in the lineup who had two RBI against uh, Notre Dame. Um, and I'm forgetting somebody too, um, I'm sure. But this is a good team. It really is. And their pitchers, they got four pitchers or three going to pitching college. So they get it done. And a lot of this, you're like, um, you might be asking like, well, if they're losing, how did they, you know, they, they get looked at it and their um, travel ball is, is where a lot of the recruitment happens, but um, they're going to, they're going to be fine if they put the pieces together, but we've seen talented teams before, just not quite gel in the right way or put it together in the right way. And they'll get, they can beat anybody, but also they can lose to anybody. You got to avoid being that team. And I don't know the magic formula, Napoleon coach Napoleon's done it a bunch of times, but I'm telling you, just watching this team there, you know, the talent they have is there. So you got to put the pieces together in baseball and just be consistently good instead of uh, uh, consistently inconsistent. That's a good line. Consistency, <laughs> consistently inconsistent. Um, let's move on over now to some other headlines that we uh, want to talk about. Um, for Loyola Academy boys volleyball, they lost to Glenbrook North, beat Niles North, beat Fenwick. Um, and lost to St. Rita. So an up and down week for the Ramblers, show. Yeah, and uh, a couple good games. I think they lost to North. Or didn't they beat North? Um, they beat Niles North. They lost to Glenbrook North in three sets. They did. I thought they beat Glenbrook North in three. But anyway, uh, good matchup with Rita, kind of uh, another top team in that league. Um, I think they were both in the 20s, 25, 21, 25, 20, something like that. Um, so they're competing, but again, you know, we talked about it. this, this is another team that lost uh, their stud Ryan Merck and they're just trying to figure out who's their, what's their go-to uh, rotation and, and how do they feed those hitters. And um, they finished, um, they got a big tournament this weekend, Wheaton Warrenville South, which is a lot of heavy hitters, pun intended in that tournament. So we'll see how they come out of that. I think there's seven pools in that tournament or something wacky. So um, we'll see. I just think, you know, they just need to put the pieces together um, and we'll see if they can do that and be a, uh, be a sectional contender or not. All right. Any other headlines before we say goodbye to the folks? Um, Nutrier volleyball had a, had a nice tournament. They finished second at Warren. I think they lost to oh, somebody in the championship game. I'm totally blanking, but they had a nice run there. Um, so kudos to them. And um, no, I think that's it. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much. Like Joe said, for listening to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast. Just a quick reminder, you can subscribe to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Make sure you give us a nice little review. Always appreciate the positive feedback and uh, spread the word while you're at those uh, spring events. And um, hopefully those games outside are nice and dry. But Make sure you're catching up with me at the Friday Night Drive. I've got a new recruiting notebook about some CCL and ESCC recruits. So make sure you're catching up on that as long as well as a feature about Bolingbrook family, which could potentially have four Division I uh, athletes. So that was a fun little feature to write. Make sure you check out my stuff there. And as always, make sure you're keeping up with Joe's work at the Record North Shore, not only for sports, but for everything about uh, the North Shore area. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya.
Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.